if any of you have watched Succession, in the pilot episode, Connor Roy gives his dad, oh Logan Roy, a little bit of sourdough starter. And his dad's like, what the fuck is this? And he's like, it's sourdough starter, dad, to make bread the old way. And his dad's like, old bread, yay. <laughs> anyway, but yes. So What a fun anecdote. What a fun anecdote. <laughs> 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 so many ways but most, one way most specifically because okay. we're back because we're back <laughs> i feel like you did not get the reference back streets back, back. All, all right, right. okay i did, did. I did. oh because <laughs> that's hilarious and i have been working on it all day oh good job all right so that's it i guess that's season two and but what are we, we what is we this, what it. are we doing what is this who this are we is your next obsession there it is uh, here we are, season two. Season two, we made it. Season one was, we are bought back by popular demand. <laughs> yes, they are banging down <laughs> our doors daily. When will you bring us more content? When will the pod be back? We cannot wait another instant. When will you be sponsored? Is, is the question we ask. We ask ourselves. We just email from our personal emails, we email the podcast. We email like, being like, why don't you have You're so funny. massive sponsorship yeah. deals? Why won't we work and, you know, Blue Apron sponsor you? We are also have those questions. These are questions. I texted you today. Yeah. And I said, bread? Question mark. And I said, yay. So <laughs> let's begin. I mean, it's like surprising that we didn't talk about this in season one. I'm like almost worried we went through all of the niche ones too quickly. <laughs> Well, never ye fear, because though this world is ripe for new niche obsessions. It's accurate. Like, what else is the internet for if not to foster our niche obsessions? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but, porn. you know, but bread, it's, I'm surprised we haven't talked about it, because at this point, it is like 30% of my personality. It's That's like true. most of my conversation is starters. 30% of my body. Yeah. So... <laughs> Yeah, it, this is true, and a lot of other people's bodies, but mm. mostly, I think you have, you're one of my primary bread recipients. Oh my god, yeah, I have a doughy middle. <laughs> but not a soggy bottom. <gasps> Thank you. A soggy bottom you have not. No, it's true. Okay, let's discuss. Bread, all things bread. I mean, specifically, sourdough, because I wanted a pet when we graduated from college, and I couldn't have a pet. I still can't have any pets. In this apartment, but also it's, you know, try to be a responsible dog owner. And like, I don't, I, we, I, we don't have a yard. Like, you know, these things you need. So I was like, what can I have that's like a pet, but less expensive and less responsibility? And the answer is bacteria. Yes. <laughs> bacteria Obviously. to make bread. Microorganisms, they exist in the air. They exist in flour. They're everywhere. They're all over your body. They're all up in everything. There are little... There are little, they're the hamburger helper to every situation. You never go anywhere without your microbiome. Or your and hamburger you, you're really, helper. Yeah. <laughs> Which is just like pasta? <laughs> no, no. It's just like you mix it into a sauce. I understand. So it's, I understand that. But what I'm saying is like, it's literally just like pasta in a box with like some seasonings, but you have to still buy all of the other things. Yeah, you can't do it a la carte. And you also <laughs> don't make a hamburger. I think the idea is that it you just helps mix the meat. Meat in. Like, ground be like beef. sauce helper. <laughs> it should just be like meal helper. And this has been our sponsored segment. 
of hamburger, of hamburger, <laughs> hamburger helper. <laughs> Except we just explained away their whole brand. That's if we, if we're ever going to sponsor anybody, that's it's just going to be us poking holes Boop. in there. Holes like the holes in my sourdough there bread. There you go. Bringing it you right on back. back. Anyway, so I I grew my own starter, my own mother from scratch. What's his name? Uh, his name is Howard. Yes, it is. He is big and strong, and I have given him to several people. Most of whom probably killed him. Question, though, to clarify, yeah. you did not give all of Howard. No, no, no. So here's the, for those, for the uninitiated, a sourdough starter is a colony of bacteria that you grow. It's it's a, a flour and water mixture. And so the bacteria in the flour and the air. And it like ferments. It's right? fermented. Like that's what makes it that's, sour. That's the buzzword, is that it is, it is fermented. <sighs> Just like beer and they're the same thing. Yeah, exactly. Um... Yeah, lactobacilli, bacilli, I don't know however the fuck you say it, but it's a natural yeast that just like naturally occurs in our environment. It is like, but it is how people originally made bread before we had like commercial yeast of that active dry instant yeast variety. Mm -hmm. Um, And you're basically just harnessing what's already in nature to like help you leaven your bread. Uh, And so if you're going to go about making your own sourdough starter like I did, you just mix a certain, the ratios vary, but some ratio of flour to just warm tap water and over about a week the bacteria will start to grow and like it'll ferment and it'll create like a very conducive environment to fermentation and then you keep feeding it every day sometimes twice a day and then once it's like all grown up and no longer a little baby you can feed it less and less and like i store mine in the fridge and a couple days before i'm ready to unlike a real it, baby unlike a real baby please don't store your babies in the fridge and stop feeding them. and please feed them multiple times a day don't just feed them once a week like i feed my sourdough starter who <laughs> he is my baby make no mistake yes he's my baby that also feeds me you have kept howard alive for, for a very long for, time for Two years, yeah. yeah, to all, yeah, two years, almost mm-hmm. two and a half. Exciting. So, what is the giving away portion? Right. So, every time you feed your starter, you have to discard about half of it. Why? Because if you didn't, it would just keep growing and growing and growing, and you want to be able to like keep it in the same size container. And you don't actually need that much to make bread. You just take a tiny little bit of your mother starter, and then when you're going to make bread, you make what's called a leaven, which is just a different sort of like a clone of your starter. You just take a little bit of your starter, mix it with a different ratio of flour to water, and that transfers some of the bacteria from your mother Mm -hmm. starter into this leaven, which is what you're going to mix into the dough of your bread. So you want there to be enough from your sourdough starter that there's enough bacteria to feed on all the flour and yeast in the leaven and make your bread rise, but not so much that you don't have any left over, and yeah, not so little that your bread's not going to rise. But you don't actually need very much because it, it's a pretty, it's, they're very resilient, the bacteria. But doesn't it, it does, it, it gets more flavorful the longer you own, like, yes, feed it? Yes, because when you think about it, like, there's obviously the microbes in the air and, like, all that stuff. But every time you feed it a slightly different flour, every time the right, ratio is, like, not completely the same. And just, like, over time, it, like, continues to ferment and mature, I think is the word most people would use. Mm-hmm. So it, it, the flavor does develop over time. And, like, most people, when they start breaking bread... They, like, get some starter from a friend. Or, you know, like, some, like, local artisan bakeries will, like, give away their leaven. Right. They're not but using it. There's also, like, so sourdough bread in San Francisco is a huge thing. And right. there's, like, a sourdough bread company that's been using the same starter for, like, generations. Yeah. And it is, ooh, I like that's my gonna sourdough have a, tart. 
And that is very, very tart. And yeah. so, like, depending on where you are in the world, like, say, I gave some of my starter to my twin sister in Los Angeles, and she took it back to San Francisco. So now her starter has a, has a different flavor, and, like, her bread is going to be a little bit different than my bread right. because the environments are different. The water's and the, different. Right, exactly. The conditions yeah. are different. Like, and so there's infinite variety. There's a lot of nuance in the flavors of sourdough bread. It really, it's, the world just opens up to you in a big, yeasty bull <laughs> when it comes to I feel bread. like a sourdough starter is like a bouillabaisse in that it is like very concentrated it's very concentrated and then you use a little bit in a larger thing yeah. just to kind of like enhance the rest of it because you can make bread and you make bread mm-hmm. that is not sourdough bread yes. that you don't use your starter for at all. True. That's a, I believe that's a perfect example. Thank you. Also, if people, like you were saying, people make beer, kombucha, like all of those things require you to have a mother or a scoby or some kind of starter that you pull from and that like, you know, cultures and ferments all the different batches that you make. Um, so that's how I first got into bread baking. I was like, listen, if this is going to be my hobby, I'm going to dive in the deep end and do the hardest one. You know, here's the thing, Quinn. It mm-hmm. feels like, sorry to interrupt it's you, okay, but no. it's for praise. <laughs> is <laughs> Interrupt away. It seems like there are a lot of things that you do in your life that I have witnessed that regardless of what it is, you really do dive deep. Thanks. Like when you were going to do the harmonica. <laughs> And like had the little I DVD. Have, I can still do it. <laughs> Having the DVD, in spite of the fact that I never had a DVD player right. or a but computer. But what I'm saying is, DVDs. it is admirable yeah. that when you want to do something, you want to do it right and you want to do it all the way. For the most, usually you yeah. you stick with it. The Some things are not super not so much. It just wasn't meant to be. Yeah, really dove in the deep end, back to bread, head first. And I was very proud of my first loaf that I ever did make. I was super stoked. And, like, I probably should have kept feeding it longer. It was, like, within the first two weeks of my having, like, begun my my starter culture. I was like, I'm going to make bread right fucking now. Because I am chronically impatient. I'm a chronically impatient person. It's, it is my worst quality. I freely admit it. It is by far my worst quality. Um, anyway, and I brought some down to my grandma because she loved... Hey, May May. Because <laughs> hey, she loves sourdough bread. And she was like, is it sour? And she was like, trying so hard not to be mean. But she was like, I just, it just doesn't taste sour to me. And I was well, like, it was well, but a, It was but a baby. It was a baby starter. It's definitely my... St- yeah. And so this is just to say that, like, if you have tried to make bread in the past, you want to try again, or it sounds like it's overwhelming, like, just try it. Because you can always keep trying... It's not at, like the most expensive hobby out there. You don't have to buy like expensive hand milled flour or yeah. whatever the fuck. Like you can just enter at like the lowest level, get that cheap ass like gold uh, gold metal flour, whatever, and just like try it, see how it feels. And gluten has had a bad rap these last few years. A lot of people are cutting it out of their diets, and if that's something you need to do to be healthy, like more power to you. But most people could just eat better gluten. Or just, like, less of it. Yeah. And I find, like, if I have a whole loaf of bread, like, I'm not going to eat it in one night. Like, no. I savor it. Right. Like, a loaf. I don't know if anybody just sits down and eats I an know, entire loaf. You know loaf. what I mean. Some people like, oh, I really need to cut back on the bread. And it's like, how much are you eating? Right? Yeah. Like, <laughs> no, there are some people who legitimately can't eat gluten, but it also feels like a lot of people. But It's a health fad. I have definitely enjoyed yeah. you making bread just for selfish reasons. I have also enjoyed the times you have done like 90% of the work and then I come over and make the last 10%. Yeah, that's been fun. 
like the pretty because it does take part. it does take a couple days. Like you can you can sort of arrange the process of making sourdough bread to fit your schedule. It's not something you can do in one day, unless no, there's no way you can do it in one day. Like with you need at least at least twenty four full hours, probably no, like thirty six full hours to like prep and do it effectively. You can. Like, start your morning with 11 that you did the night before and have finished bread by the end of that day. But that's all you're, that's like a lot of what you're gonna be doing. Like, you, because it yeah. needs to like rat. Like, why? Why? Let me walk you through it. Oh. First of all, fun little tidbit is uh, the reason why sourdough bread is sour is because the bacteria, this is why it leavens your bread. So, the bacteria eats the sugar in the flour, <laughs> uh, and as it's processing it, it gives off. A gas, that gas is what makes the bread rise. That's why you have bread. But it also produces lactic acid, which is what makes sourdough bread sour. And that's why you don't, in like store-bought, regular like white bread or whole whole wheat bread, why it doesn't taste sour is because there's no lactic acid being released. The yeast is still leavening the bread, but there's not that byproduct. Hmm. That's why the flavor is different. The reason it takes so damn long is because unlike (laughs) instant or active uh, yeast... It cannot be rushed. Active and instant yeast are a quick solution to yummy bread. If you want bread, same day, same afternoon. If you wake, if you roll out of bed at 12 p.m. and you're like, I want to have some bread, you, you're not going to make sourdough. It's not going to happen. But you could make some white bread. You could make some rolls. You could make a million other things. Okay, but like if you're going to make bread, you need to like start feeding your starter a couple days before, feed a little water and flour, dump some out feed a little more, let it get nice and active. It should rise and fall in a predictable manner. And then you make your leaven the night before you want to bake. That's what I usually do. You can also, if you want to do it like over two days, like over a weekend, you can like wake up on Saturday morning and like make your leaven that day and then come back to it in the evening or like the afternoon when it's matured and then mix your dough. We'll get to that. But what I usually do is make the leaven the night before, mix the dough in the morning. So I'll wake up, check my leaven to see if it's like ready, if it's active enough. A good way to check, some people say that the float test is a good way to check if your leaven is like active enough to see if there's enough gas, which is where you take a little scoop of your leaven, which is like a pretty wet mixture at this point. It should be like nice and bubbly, full of holes, smell like alcohol-y, perfumey, really good. And if you drop a little bit of it in some water, it should float. That's the float test. I have been able to make bread effectively while still failing the float test. So huh. I think some people, like, people are divided on whether or not that's a surefire way to guarantee. There's no way to guarantee sourdough bread. Like, it's still going to taste good even if the crumb structure isn't perfect, even if you've overproofed it, even if you've underproofed it. As long as it's not burnt or raw, it's like, you can eat it and you should be proud of yourself because you fucking did that. Ugh, in bread. Right? What? In bread. <laughs> In bread. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's bread. It's bread. Like, you're not going to say no to fresh bread. That's <laughs> So you have your leaven, you mix your dough, and you, what I used to do is I let that, what's called auto-leasing, which is where you, like, let the flour get all hydrated, and it makes the dough, like, really extensible, like, easier to knead, and it makes it easier to, like, develop gluten. And then you add in salt and your leaven, and salt does some special things it makes your bread taste good and it like helps get your dough to have like the right texture to knead it. If you're doing like kneading sourdough bread, you can't knead it like you would a challah, for example, because you need that for a few minutes by hand or in a mixer, whatever. 
can't do it with sourdough bread. You do what are called folds or turns, where you just like pick up little pieces and kind uh, of stretch like it when over you make itself. a full puff pastry. Not exactly, but oh, okay. the same in in theory. Yes, there are folds. And for those of you who don't know, like the, what gluten is, it's a protein that is found in wheat. And so when you're kneading bread, you are strengthening those proteins. Sort of like when you go to the gym and you lift weights, you're like tearing down the muscles in your in your body, in your arm, and then they're growing, they're like fusing back together stronger, and then you get ripped. So that's why you need bread to make your dough nice ripped. and hunky. And swole. <laughs> make your bread swole, as they say. <laughs> Literally <Yeah>. swole. <laughs> and that will make, when like the gases start getting like given off and like all that stuff, like a good gluten structure allows for a better rise Mm -hmm. and a better texture. So you have to do it gently over time so as not to knock the air out and so as to like develop gluten gently, tenderly, affectionately. And that takes some time. You have to wait like half an hour between folds. You have to do like four or five of them. Wow. To like, you can't do your typical window pane test. Like it's just not, it's just going to... It's just yeah. goo at that point. Like, it's not like dough. Like when does it become dough? So once it's, like, gone through what they call the bulk fermentation, which is where you've done all the stretching and it should have, like, doubled in size, more or less, you turn it out and you shape it into little bowls. And most recipes, like, one batch of sourdough will make, like, two loaves. So you do, like, a quick little shape in some flour. You just, like, kind of fold it over itself, spin it into a ball. There's lots of different techniques you can look up on the YouTubes. Lots of books that you can read. The Tartine book is a great place to start. Flour, Water, Salt, Yeast by Ken Forkish is a great place to start. The internet is a great <laughs> place to start if you don't want to read a fucking book. Who does? Not, Not you. <laughs> I can tell you who doesn't. <laughs> Renee. Um, and then you like put it in what's called a proofing basket. P-R-O-O-F-I-N-G. And then it goes through its final rise in the basket in its shape already. And then once then you put that in the oven. Uh, see the difference between us. My favorite kind of proof is in geometry. Yeah, no thank you. When you had to write a proof. If I never have to do a proof again. I mean, I probably never will have to do a proof as long as I live ever again. And I that will make me happy. I was almost going to write my college essays as a proof. Of course you were. <laughs> but I would have been creative. That one cool. you can have for free. <laughs> All you college All you listeners really looking to get in into the University of California Los Angeles Theater Department. <laughs> Write your essays in a math proof. That'll guarantee you to set you apart. <laughs> um yes. But yeah, that's your basic rundown of like how to make sourdough if you're like that's I fun. mean, there's lots of resources. And I would just say, like, don't get discouraged, like, when you're feeding your starter, when you're making your bread, because, like, you're going to have mess-ups. It's not going to go perfectly every time. But, like, you're what you're doing is, like, you're developing a skill. And skills take time to develop. So, like, if you get perfect bread first time, first of all, I don't think that's possible. But, like, if you do it, wow, so impressed. But, like, don't be discouraged if you don't. Like, just keep at it. It's so interesting because you are so impatient that the one you chose takes so fucking See, long. I am impatient, but I also like to multitask. And, like, oh, sourdough okay. bread is great for multitasking. Like, I'm fine to wait if I know that, like, down the line I know where the finish line is. But if things are getting to the point where it's, like, I'm waiting or whatever and I don't know how long I'll have to wait, ah, ha, 
my own personal hell. I don't okay. like that at That's all. That's fair. No, no, that does make sense because you can like go about your day. Right. I can do go do some folds, do laundry, come back, watch TV, and then you have uh, the amazing smell of bread. Ugh, and it does smell so good. And I usually bake my breads in um, Dutch ovens, like cast iron or Dutch ovens or ceramic Dutch ovens. You could just do it. I also for a long time just did it in a casserole dish. Also works fine. Just something with a lid. Ah, mm-hmm. uh, a heavy pot with a lid that's oven proof. Like, do you? Why is it called proofing? I don't know. Okay, because they definitely said it on GBBO at one point. They and say I it think all the it time. was because no no no, like yeah. why it's called oh, that. We'll and I think it it's because you you it is you have to prove that the gluten is Is that really like, why it's ready? called that? No, I mean like you're pretty much right. It's like you literally like are proof I'm fake. on the spruceeats.com. Is like means, you are it just means like you're allowing the exactly. bread dough to rise. But then it's like you you that is such like a nebulous thing. It seems like on GBBO hmm. when there was like, have I done it for too long? Well, because the thing, that, the thing that confuses me about that show, though, it's not like you, it's just like in your kitchen and you can come back and check it as much as you want. Like they have proofing drawers yeah, that are like heated. temperature controlled. Yeah. And like, that is scary. Like if it's a hot day, like something like my bread will rise much faster than if it's on a cool day. Right. Like you got to watch out for that. Because it's like any other kind of bacteria. It's hard like if it's a hot right. place. And if you're in, if you're in like an environment that's not familiar to you, like the GBBO tent, right. that's not your own home kitchen. Like there are so many factors that are out of your control. Like it's super hard to control. But wouldn't you think it would be easier because the proofing? Yes and no. Like I think like, it, I do think it'll be faster. I think it, it will be easier to misjudge though. What happens if you underproof something or overproof? Like what is what so is the, like underproofing? Obviously, it just means you like haven't allowed it to rise enough, mm-hmm. and so you're in. So, like, Paul Hollywood, a lot of times, he'll, like, look inside the bread to tell you what the structure looks like. So, like, it's not going to make a ton of difference in flavor, but in appearance, like, your bread won't rise as much. Or it will have, like, if you didn't let it proof enough, it'll, like, explode in the oven. And, like, you – in it because it will have, like, be making up for lost time and, like, Uh, rising a bunch that it, like, should have – some of that should have been outside of the oven. Like, a slower proofing. Um, but like the interior structure, it usually looks like if there's like big holes on top, but it's like super scrunched down at the bottom. That usually means it's underproofed. What happens if you over? And it's like more delicate, like it'll fall apart and it's like not it, as It's pleasant. not like chewy. And yeah, it's like, like not as pleasant. Stretchy, yeah. Overproofed. Sometimes it's like overproofed can sometimes taste a little funky with sourdough. And that mm. usually, it looks like there are like some parts of the dough that have like a really close texture and then you'll have big holes that are like kind of gathered toward the top a little bit but they'll just be in like a weird pattern they're kind of be like coming in toward the center a little bit and you're just like why this looks not like bread normally yeah you can still eat it it's still edible it's not gonna kill you it'll probably taste fine but it is just like not as pleasing to look at sure and the shape will usually like you won't get as good of what's called an oven spring Mm. if it's overproof like it won't it will have like risen obviously in your kitchen, in your home, and you'd be like, okay, great, this has risen a bunch, let me throw it in the oven. But then you'll take it out and be like, oh, it hasn't risen anymore. Mm. Or it's even collapsed a little bit. So, like, it did all of its rising. So yeah, you and there's, like, the there's nothing medium. left for it to do. Interesting. And okay. it's not like, it is stressful because it feels like there is only one point where it is perfectly proofed. It, there's a window. Sure. And being able to, like, there are certain things you can do that, like, decrease your margin for error. Like with sourdough bread, doing your final proof in the fridge overnight, it kind of retards the the proofing, mm-hmm. and so it, you give yourself a wider margin for error. Like it's harder to overproof something you if you've when left it in the cold, fridge overnight, yeah. exactly, because it slows down the yeast. Interesting. See, there's uh, my answer. Here's the thing: as as we have learned so many times before, I knew it was a thing you loved, yeah. and so many more details, and just so 
I could sit here and listen to you talk about it. There's so forever. much to know. And like, I think fermentation is very cool because it very it's just, cool. it's like what everybody did before there was refrigeration. Mm-hmm. Just, and that's like why we have pickles. I love pickles. That's why we have like kimchi and sauerkraut. I love yeah. both of those Everything things. Everything from it. That's why we have beer, which and you love. Wine. And I hate. Yeah, it's real good though. And like all alcohol is fermented. Yeah. Like any, <laughs> like is like, that's part of what's one of the byproducts of fermentation is it's alcohol. Alcohol. Yeah. Alcohol. yeah. Um, and that's why beer like tastes so much or smells like so much like bread. Yeah, it's because it's it is. Yeah, yeah, there is yeast in it. Um, and a lot of some beers are made with wheat, so it is yeah. just like liquid bread. Yeah, it is, which is why it's gross. Just <laughs> <laughs> why I love which is why it's like just eat, just 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 eat bread. And um, also, I'll yeah. just to circle back to like things being proofed incorrectly on GBBL. Yes. Sometimes with like certain doughs, like they're doing an enriched dough that has like mm-hmm. butter or milk or eggs, like that that stuff does mess with your um like proofing stuff or whatever like it does affect your rise it slows it slows it down because there's like it's denser and that kind of thing so i mean let's like, not even get to failed breads or a tear and share as tear and shares i feel like are typically fine because like anything with commercial yeast it's just like easier to predict what it'll do like it is a more consistent result than right but anytime you do fillings yeah you it's get just a kind of crapshoot of like too much water or like yeah because you got it sinks or so many people kind of don't pick smart fillings that's like the, the flavors thing. are good but it's not suited to the don't to the put, brief don't put pesto like that's super, so wet not a super wet pesto exactly or do it on top at the end yeah like oh, make what? a pesto dip what's wrong with that who doesn't love a dip god i love dips <laughs> we all love dips um all right this has been soups informative great Per usual. Um, yeah, I feel like I hit all, Did I talk about, talk I talked about. about why I started doing yes. it. I talk about why I like it. Yep. I talk about what you do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I feel like I covered <laughs> And we did it. I have made other breads too. No, that's the thing. I would also like to just quickly plug yeah. Quinn's baking Instagram. Oh, yes. Oh my gosh. How could we have gone this long about talking about I know about? that she and her sister share because they are both bakers extraordinaire. Shout out to my sister Ruby. Ruby. My twin sister who is up at this, now she's a professional chef which is very exciting. Just fucking crazy. Yeah. She has an insane life. Anyway, my sister and I like started baking bread around the same time and we decided when she was like staying in LA for a little bit house sitting we started like baking bread together and we thought wouldn't it be cute if we started a little Instagram dedicated to our carb baking mostly bread sometimes pies and like other things. Um, and we decided to call it two buns in the oven because we're twins. Yeah, that's actually the most adorable. Like, Thanks. so creative. It was my idea. Shocking. <laughs> <laughs> um, anyway. I kid. But we are at two buns in the oven, T-W-O-B-U-N-S-I-N-T-H-E-O-V-E-N. Yeah. Spell it all it's out. It's super, it makes me very hungry. And please, everybody go follow it because we are trying to crack a thousand followers and we've been oh. hovering at 950 for a long time. So oh, if please, I had a personal gram, I would. But I know. Um, <laughs> please help us cross that threshold. All of our... Come for that sweet Carby content. Dozens of listeners are definitely going <laughs> to... <laughs> already follow. Push you. Push you Since on. they're all That's our friends and family, they already follow. Um, uh, amazing. All right, let's move on to... It's the segments. Here's the thing. We're going to keep a lot of the same segments from last season, mm-hmm. but we're going to introduce a new one today. Oh, and I'm excited for And I'm stoked for it, too. I don't know 100% how it's going to work, but... Me neither. Here's the thing. Quinn and I, as we like to say on this pod, know each other very well. Yeah. There are also, like, weird niche things that we don't necessarily 100% know. So we're yeah. going to play a few rounds of the newlywed game. Yeah. Which, if you don't know what that is, why? I only but, know what it is because of you. 
you've ever said to me. <laughs> it's the truth. So here's basically what it is. is You ask one person a question about their partner, and the partner answers it, and you have to have matching answers. So if it was like, hmm. Renee, what's Quinn's favorite color? And I wrote an answer down, and she wrote an answer down. Mm-hmm. We would like get a point if they matched. It's yellow. Yes. Okay, well, this like, is going to be a good one. Okay, it's going to be a good one. So this question is, but instead of spouse, we're going to say what is sure. <laughs> the other person's favorite. Okay. So... Quinn, what is Renee's favorite drunk food? Renee, what Why is Quinn's you? favorite drunk food? Oh, okay. Wait, wait. Favorite drunk food? Junk food. Or, oh, that's hard. I know what yours is. Yeah, I know that you know what mine is also. <laughs> <laughs> okay, what what do you think mine is? I mean, this is hard because we aren't writing them down, but like, we'll be honest. Yeah, we'll be honest. Should we, oh, you know what we should do? We should what? say them at the same time. Right. So also, let's say what yours is. Okay, ready? One, One two, two, three. three. Flaming Hot Cheetos. Cheetos. Yes. Accurate. <laughs> <laughs> I know this because you chastise me <laughs> every time I eat them. But they're so fucking and, good. And we still don't know what's in them. Oh, I know what your favorite junk food is. I don't know if I would define it as like, t- I don't know. I'll just say it. Should we just say Can it? Can I give you a hint? No. Oh. One, two, three. Cheese it's Yes! Oh, fucking yeah. it I almost said goldfish, but then I reminded myself, like, that's not the truth. No, it's like, not. Cheese it's are my favorite. Here's the thing about the newlywed <laughs> game is you can't. You have to trust that the other person knows, and you cannot edit it based on what you think they're going to say, because then you're going to get it wrong. Yeah, that's true. And now we're two out of two. Okay, great. What's another one? Oh, that's a good one. How does how does how does your person like their steak cooked? That's a good one. Okay, but I feel like it's the same because the way I like my steak cooked is the only way steak should. Yeah. So on the count of three, let's say the boat the way we both like it. One, two. Three. Medium, medium rare. rare. Yeah. yeah. There is yeah, all, there are two ways to have your steak medium rare. Or not at all. <laughs> or overcooked or fucking dry. <laughs> or just raw. Yeah. Anybody who, I'm sorry, like whatever, depending on how you cook it, like maybe you think you like your steak medium, but really you're eating it like closer to medium rare, like good for you. But anyone who wants it medium well, just stop. Even like rare, even rare, I feel like you don't even taste the flavor. Like medium rare is the best because it's like a little caramelization on the outside. And and the other thing about rare is like it is legitimately difficult to like cut through. Yeah. If it's that raw. True enough. Let's do like one more. What was the first movie we saw together? Oh God, we were probably little, little kids. But also probably it was like. No, this is easy. Who has the worst handwriting? One, two, three. You. Yeah, me. <laughs> My handwriting I think we is covered that in the murder she wrote. Yeah, episode. we really did. <laughs> um, how do how do they like their tea or coffee? Well, I know how you like your tea because I made it for you this afternoon. That's so true, you did. Little milk, a little honey. Do you, well, that's only if it's a black. tea Right, if it's a black tea, herbal, I'm just not straight a up fucking psychopath. No, you're not going to put milk in an, in an herbal, herbal tea. tea. Yeah, don't be gross. God. Do you know how I like my coffee? I think you put cream in it. I do. I do. I like. I don't like espresso. I no. like a good like drip. Well, I would wake up every morning and you would be making coffee in the kitchen, just yep. like with the little grinder and yep. then in a little yeah, with the little pour over situation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But is that your like ideal, or would you rather have espresso? No, just like if you if it's like what way do they take? Like if I'm just drinking drip. Oh yeah, we know how I take it like that. Yeah, true enough. Because you're a badass. What was their first pet called? I know what the name of your cat was. Is it just your dog that yeah. you just had? There's only okay, well, I, was, I mean, unless you count the rats like, <laughs> that oh, we had as You also had a rabbit. Yeah, I did also have a rabbit. Thumper. Oh, yeah, good job. Thank you. I know Nala was your cat's name. Nope. No? What, what was it? Not even close. Where did I get that from? <laughs> Wait, what was your cat's name? Leia? Hmm. Okay, close. <laughs> was it? <laughs> 
You said it so good. L with an A. Two syllables. L. There's an L. There's an L. Some shared letters. Leia like the princess and the matriarch. Let's move on. Okay, let's do one last one so that you can redeem yourself. Oh, but also cost. Oh, this is a good one. Your 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 partner wins the lotto. How would they spend it? I feel like we've had this conversation. I feel like we have had this conversation. I mean, I feel like it's very, like, family, whatever. Right. But if it was, like, a frivolous thing, like, mm. what frivolous thing would we do? Because I feel like we both would be, like, give it away. But right. what, like... Thing? If you had to spend it on yourself. Yeah. A house. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so cute. The American dream. So cute that, like... The only way we're ever going to buy a house is if we win the lottery. Here's the thing. Whoever wins the lottery first um, will buy the other person Okay, what about well. what celebrity would they want to be stuck on a desert island with? I mean, truly, none of them, because I mean, that's celebrities true. are terrible. It's like, they're just people. Like, yeah. can I just, it just be a per, like, why? We've mm-hmm. done well enough. Okay, you think we've done enough? I, I think, think so, too. So. Okay. Um, well, that, that, that's been, that's been the newlywed game, or the old friend game. Or, yeah, yeah, basically. Is that what we're going to call it? Sure. The, yeah, old, the old friend, friend game. The old friend game. That's cute. Look at that. We just thought of it right now. Hot You just damn. witnessed, you witnessed your next obsession in history. <laughs> herstory. Herstory. Your next obsession in herstory. Uh, good. Well. Uh, honestly, go forth and and make some bread. Smear some butter on it. Oh, yeah. Cheese. If you're non-dairy, I don't know, some 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 peanut butter. Or Earth Balance. Earth is Balance. A great butter substitute. Drizzle a little olive oil on there. Ooh, a little honey. Why the heck not? Treat Ooh, yourself. Dip it in some olive oil and balsamic. Num num. Like they do at all those Italian restaurants. Oh, I love it. I love it when they do that. <laughs> Give me all your bread and oil. Oh my god. Okay, Your next obsession. Locally produced in a very hot apartment in Los Angeles. We're your hosts, Quinn and Renee. Special thanks to Jono for our music, Dean for our graphics, and Quinn for editing. You're welcome. Let us know what you thought of this episode by leaving a comment and don't forget to subscribe. For more information on us and the show, search Your Next Obsession Podcast on all the social medias and or send an email to your next obsession podcast at gmail.com. Thanks, thanks for, for listening. listening. We're adorable. We're so cute. <laughs>